tell your bot not to be so sexy. Mm. Mm. There he is. Mm. How do you do, you mm. big hunk of bolts, you? He's like the lady. You do man. realize I could very easily take this bot away from you. Mm. Oh. Why are you gonna yeah, why are you gonna cripple our love? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She can just also like take Romeo and out of context and edit it to make you look really, really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, I can do that with true. numerous things. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, you don't mess with the editor. <laughs> Although, if we do want to shit talk Craig for eating, he ate the entire combat session. I tried to download that like six times, thought that it had actually succeeded, except for apparently it failed. Because it doesn't exist anymore. Anywhere. At all. Alright, that's so annoying. I remember correctly, the last session we played, we left off. Artemis, you had booked it before the guards rolled in to arrest everybody. This was after we got set upon by half of the weird creatures in the city and then obliterated most of them. And then they tried to frame us. I think you guys only killed like three of them. (laughs) We killed some. We killed most of the rat people. We killed the were. We killed a lot of the were rats. You guys killed a lot of were rats. The big one slunk away for the most part. Not one of the, the one big I held ones tried to. to frame a robe for attacking them, and she's like, I didn't do anything to slap lay on hands. I didn't do anything. No. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I believe that I did not claim to be innocent of any of that. And in fact, rolling German suplexed a were creature while the guards were there. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. Three of our party were infected, and one of them is currently locked in a cell because he. He might want to be a little bit more hairy. You still let the healing happen. It might have gone my way. <laughs> but it did. It did not. So, so you're currently locked in a nice little cell. Yeah, and it was very well appointed. While everybody was kind of at the bar doing their thing, you also got a actual decent portion of... You're going to have to read me off the long-ass name because I don't know where that note went. <laughs> of your super banging tipple. Oh, it's my super banging one specifically? Uh-huh. Well, that <laughs> is called... <laughs> Can't find it. Something very special. Cross may or may not have given a fairy his name. Yeah. Also, Rome, after telling the one good story she was actually able to tell before the alcohol hit her harder than she was expecting. <laughs> is that su- is that similar to a transgalactic uh, gargle blaster? Gargle blaster. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, did you put it up it's in the game chat? Hold on, I'm pulling it up. But it's not close enough to get any phone calls. You see? <laughs> oh no, 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 not uh, not your transcontinental gargle smasher. This is the Pappy Van Winkle knockoff that I gave you. That the Fay gave you. Your first trip to the bar, sir. I don't think we talked about what it was called. We did, I just don't remember what it is. We did, it was a super long name, though, and I, for the life of me, could not tell you what it is. Something <laughs> Von Dinkle, I want to I'll find it. I have yeah. a lot of pieces of paper. And then we here. all went to bed to process the fact, to process basically everything that we've recently found out about what exactly we have been hired to do and the implications behind that. And also, how in the world are we going to get that one, our new barbarian friend, out of jail? 
Oh no, that that problem's totally solved because I talked with the ancestors and they were like, "That stuff's gross, bro." And I was like, "Cool, cool." Okay, I was actually getting ready to ask you if we if we wanted to go into that discussion now, or if we we're just going to do our uh, what we talked about. So yeah, if you're totally fine doing that, uh, then as the morning rolls over the next day, all your stuff is returned to you. Oh, I wanted to do a prison break. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys did. <laughs> I'm sure there will probably be one at some point, especially with my dice rolls. Although, I don't know. These dice are mostly like me. I just love that imagery of, like, fucking Icky sneaking into a jail and (laughs) just walking in between the bars. (laughs) (laughs) Just just casual as shit. Just like a cat walking through, like, a dog gate. (laughs) So yeah, you guys wake up the next morning, go about your business, whatever it is you're doing, and you are greeted with a very bedraggled-looking Magdar kind of strolling in not long after sunrise. So I slept good? <laughs> yeah, it was just jail. You know, I mean, <laughs> as good as a jail sleep could be. <laughs> I came here from a tree, so, you know, not bad. When Arome sees this, because she's probably been up for a bit, just kind of hanging out in the hallway, she's going to say, Oh, it's impressive to see you convinced them to let you out of the cell. What did you say? We were talking about it, and I was like, I don't like this thing. And the nice man touched me. I actually signed something that says I can't really go into more detail about that. Air on the doll that he touched you. <laughs> <laughs> and and th- again, again, I can't, uh, I can't be specific, but, uh, you know... <laughs> Sounds rough. Wonderful. I wasn't entirely sure how exactly I was going to try and talk you out of that, but I'm glad someone did. Now, I don't think you've ever really talked to anybody about your ancestors, have you? Uh, I wouldn't assume the backstory stuff of it. I think me and Spencer shared a moment because we both have Uh magical amulets, and that practically makes us related. (laughs) <laughs> and if, uh, that's what I was thinking. Is I, I know that you'd had the discussion with Artemis, but I don't think really, unless he's filled in the rest of the group, that you've gone into great detail about who you'd have discussed it with. So Artemis just and, talking really nearly about other people. <laughs> well, I mean, I think Romeo's going to be curious. That you ask, what are who are these ancestors? Magdar will just gesture to that faintly glowing amulet, and just says the ones that came before. Jiggles it a little bit. You talk to your necklace? I guess I can't judge. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there's a bunch of dead people inside of it. Like his, <laughs> his great-grandpa and stuff. Mm-hmm, right. And uh, they're pretty smart dudes. Mm-hmm, I'll, I'll be in there one day. Everybody made it back to the tower. And this is like the next morning. Yeah, I'm up. I'm waiting for breakfast. I need to check on, uh... Romy's keeping my... an eye out for someone who she might be able to ask about a certain person she's trying to find. Well, person or people. You're pretty confident you could grab any of the higher level of wizards. After the first night, you guys have not kind of been shuffled off, but they were able to detect the magical presence of a god, and that kind of <laughs> has them a touch distracted. They are not uncaring that you're there, just more focused on other matters at the moment. Like, there's a new pantheon, and one of them just showed up in the middle of the dining hall. 
Yeah, she, she'll probably kind of grab one palm off to the side and be like, Do you know where I could find a certain refugee, uh, young Drida, probably about 20 years old? The wizard you grab, he looks to be kind of a, a low-level, the standard kind of eye-searingly vibrant clothing, but kind of unsure of himself. And he, uh, uh, um, no? But, but if, if you ask, and he kind of points down the hallway, points to a door, and he goes, and, and ask for the, the register's office, there might help. Thank you. He's just gonna polite nod and start heading that way. What's everybody else doing? I went to my room to check out my Your still. brewing stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you roll that for me? I did, and it sucked, so. Okay. So, mark <laughs> that down. Uh, you should be coming up mm-hmm. on day seven here pretty quick, like, right? The next roll will be, but I'm not too hopeful, because the last, <laughs> like, the first, like, three days, I did pretty good, some solid numbers, but then uh-huh. after that, it went poorly. Gotcha. You've been distracted by what the heck did I get myself into? <laughs> mm-hmm. Big world. Lots of smells. <laughs> also turning into a werebeat. That's kind of a thing. Yeah. If nobody's coming to fetch Icky, he will definitely be staying in his room because he's super excited at how close he is to finishing his project. That is up to your folks. That's where Wall is, too. Okay. Because we have some time before our morning meeting, so... Kind of facilitating between uh, working, helping work on it, and uh, also doing a very rough and crude guesswork on a jailbreak. Oh, oh, that's right, because you get to see your buddy roll back in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, once I've checked on my still, I'm just going to leave the room and go look for the biggest cluster of the group that I can find. So I can imagine I'm just walking down the hall, knocking on doors. No? Okay. I think you would find me in the dining hall. It's certainly time for breakfast. I'm not going to miss out on that. Artemis would be there. Romeo will be down there in a bit. Yeah, I'm definitely hungry. Morning, morning aerobics checked off. Breakfast is next. <laughs> okay. So yeah, those of you that are heading to the dining hall, you proceed with your standard method. Let's see, Arame, you walk through the door, ask for the registrar's office. You are greeted with a room that is incredibly neatly organized and a book that kind of just lays in front of you. And it's, you know, 10 inches wide, about the same long. Uh, And on the front, it says just permissions to enter requested. Behind the desk, there is a middle-aged elven woman middle age as much as an elf can look she is not lithe and lean like you're used to seeing an elf Uh, very matronly very motherly her harsh lines are kind of dulled a little bit she has the very distinctive high point of the ears though and kind of a messy bun of brown hair just thrown up on the back of her head when Rome walks in she's gonna kind of like push her hood back and uncover her face a little bit but she's looking a little nervous Kind of like there's the internal, should I leave? No, no, I'm going to do this. She looks at you and just, oh dearie, what can we do for you? I was wondering if there's a way, I would like to find if there's someone in the city. I don't know their name, but I know their age and where they may be from. 
Well, depending if they used their correct city and age when they signed the book. Do you know when they'd have come? I'm not sure. I'm just hoping that she's ended up here. To be the safest place. She kind of opens up this book. And as she opens it, it, it looks like a standard book at first. But you realize that there are way more pages in it than there should be. And she's just kind of leafing and leafing and leafing through. And just so you know, kind of understand what you're looking at, think like the sign-in book at Ellis Island. Just a line. It's your name, where you're from, where you're think, uh, what you're trying to do. Very simple, very basic. And I, I don't know if there was ever a town decided on, but she's going to name the town. Okay, yeah, I don't think we ever talked about it. She looks at you and kind of hums and haws and she, without the name, it just attained. What's the, oh, what's the age of who we're looking for? She would be 20 years old. Drow, like me. And she kind of hems and haws some more and she, if I can find anything, we'll have it sent straight to your room. And she asks for your uh, room number, so that way she can make sure it gets to you. And she, yeah, and she gives and She's like, thank you, Ard. This is someone I've been kind of wanting to see for a long time. But it was complicated. Decided to stop waiting. She just kind of nods and... <laughs> and she's immediately kind of engrossed in her task going through the, the book. You notice she's pulling out a couple other smaller tomes saying some words. It looks like the book is getting thinner and thinner uh, as she appears to be trying to narrow this down. You probably say, she may have come in with a doctor who worked with the rebellion. She nods. I don't know if she would have actually known the person's name, but if she does, she'll give it. I don't know that you would have, because... Yeah. She's just like, I know your rebellion. I don't need to know anymore. <laughs> she makes a little note on another piece of parchment, a separate piece of parchment, and just kind of nods, and just right back to her work. And she'll just bow, like, bow her head and leave, and go to, and take the steps and to go to the dining hall. Okay. You do so. You guys are treated to breakfast. Uh, while you're down there, you see that Mike and Tim are down in the dining hall. One of them much, much surlier than the other. Uh, and a conspicuously missing... Linguini and Michaela. <laughs> oh, for a second I was like, what did they do to Linguini? But um, <laughs> it wouldn't have done anything to Michaela. Suspicious indeed. As you get closer, you're able to kind of get a good look at him. Is the one who is kind of surly. He, he doesn't look incredibly angry, just kind of resigned to the fate that has befallen him at this point. <laughs> and uh, Tim is just as chipper, probably the happiest you've, you've seen him since you guys have met. Which was like <clears throat> two days ago. Yeah, it was, it was actually a, a kind of kind of lengthy voyage across the sea. But yes, it was not that long ago. Maybe two weeks for mm. the rest of the party and a week and a half for you. Mm, I see. May may kind of like walk over and be like, "Is everything all right over here?" And Tim just giggles. He's taking a bite out of his porridge as he does it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything will be great. <laughs> and Mike just... <sighs> and he's just kind of pushing. You notice he's got mostly full plate on the 
uh, on the table in front of me, and he appears to be more pushing stuff just around in front of him than actually eating anything. Mm, tough break, guy. Yeah, as distracted as you are, you should probably eat that. And he just looks up and just shakes his head and takes a bite out of uh, out of his breakfast, and again, just kind of back to shuffling stuff around every now and then, taking a bite. Fairly, very quiet though. Tim is just kind of giving a, a running commentary of everything he has planned for the day. He uh, kind of throws it out there, so in case any of you guys want to hear, but he does throw out that uh, he does plan a trip to the Coliseum for a little bit of fun later today. Oh, Wall perks up oh. halfway across the tower. Coliseum. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a disturbance in the force. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certain Wall would be interested. I'll, I'll have to go pick his ear and let him know. Uh, by the way, Magdar, you, your latest batch of mead, how's it coming? Is it about done? I'd like to try it. The next one will be done tomorrow morning. Ooh, delightful. Hey, hey don't mm-hmm. forget, uh, if you ever do need a hand with that stuff, I'm not quite the craftsman you are, but I know my, my way around supplies. Let me know if you ever need a hand. Oh, that's okay. why you're bad at fighting. You were a Trappist monk. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know that we've ever talked about that, but if you want to have a little bit of gumption, I will totally give you a little bit of a plus as being a distiller at the monastery. I love that concept. Maybe that's how you survived. You tripped and like fell into an oddly fireproof cask and then rolled down. Maybe <laughs> the dragon just ignored you. The pursuit of honey mead is a holy one. Friar, <laughs> Friar Tark taught, taught me that. <laughs> you and I have a very different definition of holy. I'm going to full-on excuse myself and uh, sprint up to uh, Icky's room. <laughs> to tickle at Walno. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wall and Icky, you guys are in the middle of... You know, the last, you guys have like, only have like, what, 15 or so hours left on this thing, right? 12. 12. Okay. I knew you guys were getting close. So you are finishing touching this. And uh, all oh. of a sudden, a wild Vicros appears. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is t- today? Coliseum. I don't know if we get to fight. Maybe just get to watch. Maybe get to fight. But we gotta go. It's, it's not ready. <laughs> is Magdar back? Yeah, Mag- Magdar had poked his head into the, uh, had knocked on the door and, and kind of poked his head in. Remind me again, we have another meeting with the dragons, right? When is that supposed to be? I think they said something about like meeting in the morning. Yeah, you guys didn't get a solid time that just said they'd be around before uh, before afternoon. So you would guess sometime mm. either. Okay. You know, in the next couple of hours, basically. Mm. In my culture. Yeah. We set specific times for our appointments. Important tree meetings. <laughs> How do you set a specific time what? when you live in a tree? When the sun runs through your hair at a certain point. <laughs> we talk about stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, Icky, Wall, I know you guys are in the middle of your thing. Don't forget, we have that meeting this morning, and then maybe we'll get some more info about the call scene. We'll see. At the mention of the Coliseum and the mention of Magdar being, you know, back, Walla looked down at the crude drawing and, and 
little like cans representing the guards and everything, and I'll just kind of sweep it off onto the floor. <laughs> so much for the heist. <laughs> the plan worked perfectly. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the greatest strategist. Just put that one in your pocket. We'll use it later. You have a plan for when one of us, some for some reason or another, gets arrested. And I just have a strange sense of smug satisfaction. Do <laughs> <laughs> that fucking earring. I always forget you've got that. <laughs> now, while we're well, in the tower here, is there somebody that I can approach to talk to about purchasing one of those frog mounts that I tried to ride? Surely there's some sort of lily pad master. Those were guard mounts, and mm-hmm. you know that the from what you've kind of gathered in your couple of days in the city, the tower breeds them specifically for the guards, and you figure if you're going to buy one and you wanted one trained already, you'd probably have to go to the guardhouse. Which is going to be stupid expensive, probably. Yeah, I mean, you're talking like a, a fully-fledged warhorse in price. Mm, I, don't, I don't really need one of those. I just need, like... You know, regularly, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he doesn't well, need the, the armor. Just a, just a, just a frog. I don't have armor either. Maybe a tough-looking well, one. <laughs> Maybe one that's got lots of bumps. Um, no, but you, mm-hmm. we can definitely kind of, kind of work that into your stuff for the day. I mean, the the stables are just outside of the tower for the guards. Wizards do help take care of them. So mm-hmm. I mean, you could definitely head out to the stables and have that discussion. How much are we talking here? Because I don't want to waste time if it's like thousands of gold so i'm just gonna say that uh you've kind of wandered into wall's room just because him and icky being well versed in the ways of war would probably know the answer to that oh okay Uh, excellent uh, excellent magdar how do you Mm -hmm. feel about Mm -hmm. being arrested again (laughs) we got a plan right here ready to go i well i mean Look, if these things are commonly used, logic dictates that uh, they sort of replace the workhorse in the area. I don't want to steal a giant frog. I want them, you know, it's got to be a right <laughs> transaction. So, so, you know, I don't I don't think they're asking you to steal the horse. I think they just don't want Wall's plan to break you out of prison to go to waste. We've been, like, up all night talking about, like, all these, like, uh, plans of this, like, epic <laughs> while we're working yeah, on this. I just, I just wanted to let you know where that conversation was going, sir. <laughs> I mean, you know, what are you thinking? How, how could we... I sort of escaped in the cleverest way. If they're from the region, we might be able to find one outside of the city that's that wild that you could be bonded with after I charmed the hell out of it instead of mm. risking putting our butts on the line with police. Wall and Icky, you know that a warhorse without any of the barding, just a warhorse down on the mainlands runs about four to 500 gold. I want it to be the frog, though, because they can hop. It's going to be looking about the same, the equivalency cost. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, For because sure. you're, you're just trying to, you know, get a, a rough estimate. But you guys know, just in your experience... That's about what a one and a half to two year old war horse of good stock is going to run you. It's anywhere from four to five hundred, depending on pedigree. They won't know any better. Can we just get him one of like medium stock that's, you know, youngish and kind of dumb that he'll just be happy with? What's your, uh, your used toad lock? Sounds like a good idea like? to me. Yeah, we could teach each other. <laughs> She's like, what's the used toad lot looking like? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, I can just get a water buffalo from a little old lady who used to ride it to church kind of shit for him. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have to go to the guards and talk with them. They're the ones who are going to do gonna it. Do it. If you have that I, information. You guys have talked me into it. I'm going to go do that. You have fun, my good sir. Let us know if you need any help. Don't and, need. And, don't get in trouble. And let us know if you need to be broken out of prison. Yes, yes. I, I throw out some deuces behind me, whistling Dixie as I exit. Uh, Artemis goes with him. He's like, I have to see this. I've got to see how this plays out. I feel like Arome probably hasn't been paying attention to this conversation because she's busy trying to see if she can figure out where she, where if there's like a bard college or something nearby, just in case anyone. In case Dante's still alive, there's a bar named, a half-elf bar named Dante running, who goes by Dante wandering around. She knows that's a long shot, but she's gonna ask. Artemis, you know how to get a hold of us. I can't trust the other one. You guys are kind of rolling out of the front door, and as you guys kind of go, you hear a clatter and a splash and just frantic words and gibberish. Uh, and you turn around and notice that the two people who uh, were kind of manning the front desk, uh, appointing wizards in the right direction, getting people to go, were walking back into their little cupboard in the office. They're behind them. And one of them is just absolutely soaked. And you guys give me a perception check. Can do. Is that everybody? Everybody who is rolling out the front door to go on the frog buying slash uh, Coliseum. Coliseum. Everyone yeah. down for Toad Quest. I got a one. She's, yeah. she's distracted. Look at those perceptor scores. Okay. You guys see a bucket rolling around. Artemis, you hear a very, very maniacal <laughs> laughing in your head. Nothing angry, nothing mean. Just giggles. What, what about Wall? What does Wall look casual and, and, and thinks? Uh, what does Wall learn of the fabric of the universe? You're able to kind of, you're able to turn, uh, and it's just as the bucket is falling. Like something made you, you heard the click, and you're already, you know, your battle sense kicked in, and you're you're looking for the danger, and you see what appears to be the shape of a fairy dragon dart away from this bucket, propped very, very precariously on a door frame. Um. <laughs> Wall will lean over to uh, Artemis and go. I- I think your friend is bored. <laughs> she finds funny ways to entertain herself. Romay doesn't even notice the noise, I don't think. <laughs> you hear in your head from Gemma, This was fun, can we do it again? <laughs> I think Max sure just, uh, you know, don't get caught. <laughs> and she giggles. The one wizard who did not get wet is beside themselves with laughter. I mean, just to the point where she is on the ground, just giggling, looking at this poor sodden. As you take a look at it, it appears to be dwarven wizard who just looks like a drowned rat in his uh, robes. <laughs> Someone appreciates your work. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll walk back and pick up the bucket and hand it to him. I think you dropped this. And he, he, he I, 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 there's nothing. I don't, what the, ah, ah. <laughs> and he just walks into his office. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the other wizard, those of you who rolled uh, well on that perception check, notice that he is kind of frantically looking around, 
and Artemis, you feel the little course of magic, and he throws a detect magic, trying to figure out who did that awesome, for him, prank. You should introduce yourself to your friends. She appears and gives a little wave and then disappears again. And uh, I think I said it was a female, which originally I, I swapped genders on her. Sorry. <laughs> Just, and her eyes light up and she's like a kid at a candy store. And when Jimmy disappears, she looks at you. She just, and thumbs up. Just two thumbs up and kind of covers her mouth and nods to let you know that her, your secret's safe with her. <laughs> So a lot of these wizards uh, don't see fairy dragons very often, I'm guessing. If Rome is like on the other side of the room talking to someone, you're just like completely, just totally oblivious. <laughs> you're you're kind of hammering out exactly where you need to go to get to the Colosseum. Uh, Mike and Tim are kind of down in the lobby area with you guys now. And you see Michaela and Linguini very sheepishly walk in holding hands right behind Mike and Tim. Aww. Mm. Magdar with very much cooth as soon as he sees him is gonna yell out the hammer <laughs> Rome just uh, rolls her eyes cause that, that's what's happening right like that, that's you know what on. I need to roll cause I don't think Linguini has mm-hmm. any idea what just happened yeah he just kind of looks at you and he goes no I'm a cook yeah, you know, but you know, you know, guy. Go ahead and give me an insight roll to see if you understand that he really does not have any idea what you're talking about, sir. The Romans just impressed that Magdar knows this. Holy shit, Magdar. There you go. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> so insightful. <laughs> yeah, you are incredibly confident that he has absolutely no idea what you're talking about. In the face of that realization, I'll just kind of hold my arms out and be like, you guys were boning, right? <laughs> wow. Like way above appropriate volume. <laughs> Sometimes I forget you were raised in a tree. And then, <laughs> then you help me remember. I feel like Roe is going to walk over to Mike and Tim and they're like, you hired him to help sail your ship. Why? Mike is just sitting there holding his head and Tim is just... <clears throat> No, you guys are cool. I can tell these things. I'm very insightful. And my friend, if you don't thought that out, you're going to explode. Michaela and Linguini look like they are both about to melt into a puddle on the floor. Mm-hmm, because it's true. <laughs> and he just kind of really quickly nods and grabs her by the arm and just runs out of the lobby. Mm-hmm. There goes the best of his boys. <laughs> we'll say Arave for continuity's sake we'll say you're talking with Mike and Tim just kind of idle chatter trying to keep Mike's mind off of his girl finding someone that apparently she actually cares for quite a bit there might be some mention of do you happen to know a half-elf bar named Dante <laughs> and at that Tim kind of looks at you and, and nods sharply and Mike, about the time you say that is when you hear Magdar yell, like, you two are boning, right? <laughs> and she just faced in her hands. Like, Why did you hire him again? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll he's hear that. he's a good fighter, but 
It's those long arms. He can reach the top sails really easy. <laughs> Tim looks at him and just kind of points at Magdar's big, just massive stature, and then points down at himself, and he goes, the ship is tall. <laughs> Fair. It's got some decent alcohol. <laughs> and at that, Mike looks at you and goes, you have any? And about that time mm-hmm. is when the kids run out the door. He has definitely just asked you for a tipple, Magdar. So if you would like to give him some, you're welcome to. You do not have to. Oh, absolutely. Yep. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit it first because I'm just having such a good time. And I'm hitting what's in my water thing. So it's that super uh-huh. duper strong stuff. Yep. So, do you have um, any left? Based on the story that uh, Vikros told, because he took it so uh-huh. well. If you remember right, the fairy filled his water skin that was empty. And now, it I don't actually know. stayed full when he... It did bigger. this time. You said it filled it up about halfway. But yeah, about I don't halfway. know why that happened. It just happened, and it's you know, revolutionized the way Magdar feels about that particular fairy. <laughs> but only that one. <laughs> only that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that stuff is pretty strong, so I'm going to let him hit it. That's the guy that's, like, depressed because I just yep. pointed out. Yeah, so... He can hit it, but I'm gonna hit it first. Is that a? Is that a? Uh, so you're not gonna get. You're not gonna get it. Yeah, you won't have advantage on this one because of how strong it is. This is gonna be just a straight mm-hmm. con check. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's okay because he didn't do a whole lot better. So you guys are almost immediately. You take a hit. It burns the whole way down, like from mm-hmm, the so moment. Good. It, yeah, from the, and it's that good burn. It's exactly, it's that, that smooth, smoky, velvety flavor that it's tingling sensation starts at the tip of your lips and, and ends all the way down to your stomach. And after about mm-hmm. 10 to 15 minutes, you guys are, while not completely smashed, you are definitely tipsy. Per drunk, that's good. That's excellent. I feel good. I look good. <laughs> this is the first time we've seen Mike drunk. It's probably a little weird. Tim is kind of looking at Mike like, hmm, didn't really see this one coming. Probably should have. Magdar's pretty relaxed. He's a nice guy when he's, when he's super drunk. Really nice dude. That's what he spiked our drinks with at dinner before most of us passed out drunk. Tim chuckles. He goes, we really needed you on board much, much sooner than what we've had you. <laughs> Would you like to proceed to the guardhouse now? Absolutely. I'm, I am I in it. You by mm-hmm. I already named him. You know. Romy's ready to slap lay on hands if it turns out he's too drunk to function. Oh, I'm just here to laugh my ass off all day. He doesn't appear to be too drunk to function. You can definitely tell he's had a tipple, uh, which may get him some weird looks because it is like nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but it's a, it's a big city. Pretty much like short of him being a potential danger to himself or others. She's not going to do anything, but it's just like that. So, yeah, you guys kind of wander over. The stables are, are really, really weird. They're a multi-level, basically terrarium. Each of the stalls appears to be sealed somehow to allow a little bit of water. And as you guys kind of walk down the, the bottom row of the stables, they go up about six stories. What are the living conditions like? Really, really clean. Very, very swampy, very humid, uh, which is weird because mm-hmm. you guys are in a f- tundra. And so it's odd to see this much water kind of out and about and not frozen. Uh, but it is look very... 
oh yeah, the battle toads look just awesome. Like mm-hmm. they, they appear to be having fun. You see a couple of mounts would appear to be going through the paces. Uh, you look see the. What's that? I said, look, ask for Zitz. He was always my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're uh, able to see, uh, like I said, some, several of them out kind of working through the paces, just working through stretches. Uh, the water in the stables uh, appears to be much deeper. That or the frogs can condense themselves pretty far uh, because, like mm-hmm. I said, these are horse-sized frogs, and they are mm-hmm. trunked down all the way into this water and mud kind of as it is. Did you say horse-sized frogs? Horse. Mm-hmm. Horse. Mm-hmm. You heard him right. <laughs> Greg, can you repeat that? <laughs> <laughs> As you guys kind of walk in, the person who uh, seems to be putting a couple of frogs through their paces is the drow female soldier you guys had met before. I hadn't really got a chance to talk with her. She was just kind of there on the side uh, with the guard captain as they came in. Okay, I'm just going to walk right up to that lady and ask her if she is in charge of these animals. She looks at you and... No, I'm not in charge. I am prepping for the Captain and I's ride. Oh, cool, 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 cool. So who's in charge? She kind of nods back and you see uh, uh, one of the walls as you go farther back is just covered in barding and tack for these creatures. Uh, and there mm-hmm. appears to be a room uh, in the middle of that wall. And you see some figures moving around in there. Okay, in that room? All right, I will go and knock on the door lightly. With respect. I don't know if I've asked this before, but like, do I recognize her outside of the brief meeting we've had so far? <laughs> this is, uh, so the, the meeting you guys had, the armor that was on her covers her pretty well so this is the first kind of good look she's a young very fairly athletic drow woman young very young but she carries herself with a purpose uh and very sure of herself not as tall as you a little bit smaller stark white hair and a uh, red glow to her eyes that seems to burn from the inside that's cool also i think yeah rome doesn't have her face covered at the moment it's because it's muggy here so yeah, yeah, very, very, very warm. Like, not uncomfortably so, but uh, enough that you can definitely tell that it is hotter than it should be. It's magic. Yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> up, until this, uh, up until this point, has been much hated by uh, a one Magdar, but if he can get him a battle toad, I, I feel like he may be willing to forgive quite a bit. So who all was going into the uh, Stable Master's office? I'll follow uh, Magdar. Okay. Well, I'm not going to barge right into dude's office. I'll knock first, even if the door is open. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like a half door like you'd get at a horse stable. So you, you tap on the frame. There's like four or five people in there. You recognize the armor on one of them as the guard captain. Mm-hmm. And there appears to be a guy who is wearing a kind of weird outfit. It looks almost like a wetsuit. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be one that everyone's kind of deferring to. He's talking to the captain about, no, 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 he's riding lame on the right side. And as he comes out from behind the desk, he is actually missing his left leg from about mid-thigh down. Hmm. Okay. The the oh. mount he's talking about? or the No, 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 the man. Okay. Yeah, the man. And he appears to be 40-something. He's got salt and pepper hair. Even though that leg is missing, there is a very finely crafted prosthetic there. Uh, it's got a little mm-hmm. bit of a hitch to it, so 
there's definitely a story there. Uh, he's not at 100%, but he's well enough to do what he is doing at the moment, which you would guess is running the stables. Okay, so uh, I'm just going to get his attention. <laughs> Morning, guys. Good to see you again, Captain. He sees you, and he looks at the guard commander, and he looks back, and he... Is this the one that tried to ride him without a saddle? <laughs> that was me. I like your moxie, boy, but you're about as stupid <laughs> as a bag of skin. <laughs> ah, but very insightful, though. See, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he as you say, as you say, very insightful. He just kind of cocks an eye at you, and he's, mm-hmm. "What can we do for you today?" <laughs> and about this time, the captain nods at you guys and walks out. And with him go the two stable hands. They stop and grab a couple sets of tack and barding off the wall. And you hear the sounds of uh, what you would guess is them dressing the mounts that the young drow warrior was prepping. That laugh was in character. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to tell the guy, I'm here to make you a very beneficial proposition, sir. Let me guess, you're going to work the stable for free, and I'm going to teach you how to ride a frog. No. Take a deal, take a guess. No. I speak for a tribe of people in the Bloodvale Forest that would be very interested in procuring these mounts from you in a steady fashion and as their emissary it is my responsibility to improve their lives as much as possible so here's what i propose okay you let me take one of your fine amphibious steeds test it out make sure it's reliable and then once i've decided that we can negotiate (laughs) (laughs) we can negotiate setting up a trade deal between yourselves and my people in the Bloodvale Forest what do you say? he looks at you and goes now when you say take you do Mm -hmm. mean pay me reasonable amount for one of my darlings absolutely absolutely I wouldn't come here now, they are a social creature, so you would have to buy at least two of them. And I'd recommend a family group and a six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me to really be comfortable with it. I feel I feel like we're being roped into riding frogs. So, I think Arobe actually kind of might have stayed outside to, like, perhaps, like, chat with a guard captain or just, like, not wanting to crowd the office. So I, I mean, she's just, she's not here for that. Okay. I feel like her being there, the look she would have given him would have ruined the entire thing. <laughs> As you're out there watching, the barding they're pulling off the wall does not seem to be very heavy. No one's really struggling with it. And they're grabbing the entire barding. It appears to be very, very pliable. And you see every now and then they'll stop and they'll step back and they pull out a pretty much a, uh, a wooden war hammer. And they tap it rather hard. Uh, and you, you uh, roll perception for me. Anybody who didn't go into the office. Oh, that's me, because I probably don't fit. 24. Okay, okay. 16. Personal curiosity if the uh, toads were actually social creatures. You are pretty confident that that is a bold-faced lie. Go ahead and roll me insight to see if you can figure out why he would have said that. I assume money. 
You're not 100% sure at this point if it's money or if he's just very, very hesitant to give up one of these frogs. I'm not going to say any of this out loud. It's just pure personal curiosity. I'm like, mm, gotcha. I'm pretty sure that's not right. <laughs> yeah. From what, really from what you know. really only to watch him try and ride one of these things yeah. and fail. For, from what you know of their smaller variations in the world, they are not social creatures. <laughs> they are... Is not thrilled about the prospect that he may end up riding one of these things. <laughs> oh, if need be, I will step in. Okay, and so like, I'm just going to take a step it. back from the guy as he says that and kind of convene with the group. Tell you what, go ahead and if you want to give me a nature check to see what you know about frogs. I mean, you come from a rainforest, so you're mm-hmm. pretty. I mean, you understand nature for the most part. I don't know if it's something you're great in as far as roles go, but character-wise, it would make sense mm-hmm. to know that. Yeah, I'll do one. I do have proficiency in it. Yeah, there you go. Ooh. Yeah, but I didn't do well. You're so caught up in the mere thought that you could have a giant frog friend that you don't mm-hmm. really seem to be paying a whole lot of attention to how he or what he's saying. You're just, mm-hmm. what do I need to do to get this? Yeah, so um, I do still want to, like, talk with the group and see what they think because this guy's saying you need to buy at least two and he's suggesting to buy six no matter how innocent I might be that sounds like bullshit (laughs) that sounds a little steep (laughs) Mm -hmm. that sounds like no Uh, before we do that those of you outside when the armor is tapped it seems like it's hardening where it's hit it looks like basically just gray mottled with brown leaves just massive leaves that they're rolling out and putting on it. They see your kind of interest in it, and the captain just looks at you, and in just one word, wizards, and just shrugs, (laughs) and goes back to uh, (laughs) making sure that everything's cinched down to his liking. Yeah, basically. I feel like Rome is watching, just kind of curious to see if there's any sign of, like, military training she's used to, or just... Noting different sort of habits and mannerisms just because she was military. The dressing seems to be very similar to what you'd put on a warhorse. It just looks like it's much, much lighter, uh, which makes well, sense. These are large for creatures. The, the people and the toads. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you're able to see it, it, it's very uh, much like you would get from dressing a horse to go into combat. There seems to be, uh, you know, idiosyncrasies. Everybody ha- kind of has their own way to do it. There's a, the general accepted way and then just little tweaks. Uh, so you notice that the captain's is a little bit different than his adjutant. But that appears to be more personal preference, which is something that you would probably be fully o- okay with. And uh, like she, she's seen that before. She's like, it's interesting for her to see inside the rebellion like how rebel military kind of works without you know doing it through the lens of hunting to kill them so the frogs are interesting and weird yes yes very weird she's like pretty sure none of the people she went to school with would ever believe her if she told them about (laughs) the battle toads yeah and and you've heard them called both battle toads appears to be just the name that has stuck but they are indeed frogs so, for those of you who, who care about the difference, they are, canonically speaking, frogs. They just call them battle toads. Mm-hmm. You're not 100% sure why. Completely metagame. It is purely a, the soldier's way of just slightly nitpicking the wizards. Because <laughs> it mm-hmm. drives the wizards crazy. <laughs> I like battle toad. Battle toad sounds good. Sounds like a frog that's ready to go. 
I'm pretty sure Rome started a name of something like that before. So I recommend you name him either Ratch or Zitz. <laughs> I already called Zitz. Did you say you already called Zitz? <laughs> yeah, I brought that up earlier. I, I did. I know. I heard. I heard you say it. My favorite battle tip. But this me buying a frog thing is this is just item one for today's docket, so I don't want to stand here with this guy forever. So I'm just going. Oh, no, you guys, I know it's it's been a while in uh, with us talking about it. But it's only been a couple of minutes. Like this has not been a long process. Mm-hmm. You guys kind of step back. You relay whatever to him that you would like. They're eighty. Do you tell him that what the guy is selling is absolute bullshit? Oh, we definitely for sure do not need six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to stop you from buying one if someone else happens to want to chip in for two and they'll take care of it. Sure, but I ain't washing down no six fucking frogs. <laughs> I got a carriage and an icky and a linguini and a shit to fucking look at. No. Mm-hmm. And while she's saying all that, Magdar's just kind of nodding in agreement with each of those things. And when she finishes, <laughs> he turns to the guy and he just says, yeah, so... Uh, I'm gonna take one and uh, make them make them strong because it's good it's good advertising for you to do that and if everything works out you know we'll set up negotiations I will give you for your top pony and I'm gonna go pony I'll give you 400 gold for this creature I will give you another five gold for enough food to sustain him for quite a while and I will also give you a big old hug. Sold! <laughs> as, as you say, enough food for a while, he goes, how are you going to keep it warm? He thinks on that for a minute. What frogs eat? Well, these? Really, anything you can get in their gullet, they'll eat, as long as it's meat. Gnomes, kobolds. Oh, we got to watch Icky around it. Icky, where are you at for this conversation? I am still in my room. Okay, I didn't think you followed along. Um, yeah, not, I'm pretty sure he did. Coming to the Coliseum? We're going to the Coliseum yet, are we? The next stop. Maybe you're coming to join us. You're you're meeting us up there in a bit. You weren't quite ready, but you're meeting up with us. Nope. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I have several pounds. I have like a I, like a dozen I thought before pounds. the Coliseum, we needed to have our morning meeting. Correct. You guys do need to have your morning meeting before you head out. Say, frog eats meat. I eat meat. Yep. Frog. That's frog perfect. eats meat. You know, being that big, he's probably gonna eat a good bit of meat. Mm-hmm. You just don't know how much a day. And you can see he's kind of doing math, and he stops and he looks at you and goes, "All right, I don't want to say no because selling my babies into an untapped market." is a profit line that I would love to achieve this quarter. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to do that for you. I'll make that sacrifice. Definitely want to by the end of the fiscal year. However, I have never had nor been asked to sell one of my darlings, and I am a little bit on edge, I guess you would say, on actually pulling the trigger on it. So let me speak with the wizard folk, and I will... <laughs> relay what I have decided to you in a slightly longer time. 
He just told you he's going to go talk to his manager. <laughs> Let me speak to my manager. <laughs> Could we just stick Magdar in like a corral with them and see if he just magically bonds with one while running away from the other, like, upteen of them? <laughs> hey, he looks at you. Yeah, I mean, you don't even need to do that. Hold on. He pokes his head out the door, kind of stumps past, and he waves down at one of the stable hands, and he points to another battle toad that has just been pulled out of one of his stables. Hey, hey, get him saddled real quick. No, don't put the tack, or don't put the tack, leave the barden off. Can you wait like two minutes? Oh, I can wait all afternoon for this entertainment. Oh, yes, uh, I can wait. They're actually letting him ride one? Oh, that's what I'm here for, man. He's going to be Oh, I have to Hearing that, the, the captain and his adjutant were kind of slowly walking out, leading their mounts out of the stable. And they hear that, and you see both of them stop and kind of turn to look. And they have, appears to be a brief conversation with themselves. And just wait. They kind of get out of the front of the door, so that way if anybody wants to come in, they, they're out of the way. And they appear to be watching with mild interest. Takes a couple minutes, a... Battle Toad, about the same size as uh, what the captain was riding. So one of the larger ones, it looks like, is pulled out, saddled, cinched up, takes a couple of minutes. And uh, the stable hand looks over at Magdar and just, okay, we're ready for you. I cast Bless on Magdar. Oh, nice. Just kidding. That's like, you're not a paladin. How did you do that? When did you do that? <laughs> And I'm going to head over to where the guy is, and I'm as I'm walking over, I'm reaching into my bag and feeling around and grabbing the biggest hunk of meat that I can kind of size up by feel. And I walk over to the frog, and I hold the meat out and offer it. Thank you for joining us, and stay tuned next week to find out what happens on Disciples of the Eight. If you don't want to wait, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. Disciples of the Eight is a production of Pseudonym Social, changing reality one story at a time. It is deemed by the amazing Bob Tedwell and produced by me, Brianna Toybert, with music by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. We have Brock as Icky... Ryana's Wall, Matt as Vicros, Spencer as Artemis, Cash as Magdar, Kara as the Anonymous Druid, and myself as Arome. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. <laughs>